Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Kirk Smith, and there I'm Graham K. Hello, everybody. Still my limelight. How are we doing? <laughs> Hope you're good. Um, I uh, yeah, we've both been on the road a long time. Very tired. I'm very tired. Um, but you know, talking to my brother every day has kept me grounded. Nice. You know, my girlfriend gets a little jealous. <laughs> you talk to him more than you talk to me. Is that how that conversation goes? No, that she would never say that. But then she's not jealous. But I definitely talk to him a lot. You talk to him here when you're here. Sometimes I can hear the I hear the tone of your voice change a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just had a 15 minute conversation with Pete um, before we got on air, and um, you know, just doing some research for the pod. Trying to get my week in review. And um, anyway, this is a comedian's guide to autism. I have a uh, brother with autism. Kirk has a son, an adult son with autism. It's true. And we're two touring comedians, but uh, we are also people with autism in our lives trying to figure it out. And that's our opening blurb. And most of you have heard that a million times and are probably over it. But <laughs> for the few people who just tuned in. It's true. You never know. You never know. We have a few new people. Yeah, that's right. Now, I, just, I wonder if those of you watching on YouTube... Uh, we have some new Patreon, Patreoners, too. That's true. Yes. And if you'd like to subscribe to our Patreon, um, and you, sh- you, w- you should like to, it's at patreon.com slash autastic. <laughs> and what that is, is a safe and secure way to donate um, between $1 and $5 per episode. And uh, That's yeah. true. It's a good way for podcasts to make money. It's the only way for podcasts really to make money. Other than advertising. Other than ads, yeah. We haven't really done any, many ads. We did uh, no. f- few back in the day, but uh, we have not really mm-hmm. done any ads. So Peter's good, huh? Yeah, uh, Peter is very good. He, um, He's like... You know, he had a, he had a, a next-door neighbor die of cancer. Uh, my parents' next-door neighbor died of cancer. Wow. And this was a guy that used to help peter who's a really great guy and he would help peter when my parents were gone and my brother was say living at my parents house taking care of the dog or something if the fire alarm went off or the smoke detector went off if he was was cooking or you know just little things like that he would help out with and um just a kind patient man and it made you know my brother just sort of think about mortality and death which is a, you know, a topic we've broached before. He can be pretty cold about it, pretty mechanical. I think uh, a number of years ago I talked about this on the podcast. I was, we were driving back from the family cottage, just my brother and I. Our, my, my parents were still there. And out of the blue goes, uh, he goes, uh, you know, when mom and dad die, I want to sell this cottage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i got him thinking about that stuff and and he was like you know but i you know that's why you got to plan ahead graham that's why you always got to plan ahead and i go okay what are you doing to plan ahead he's like windex well well, i write into my calendar when i have to do laundry i'm like okay that's not planning ahead for mom and dad's death right you doing laundry i'm I'm like because he you know two minutes before that he was saying how the uh, Revenue Canada are are uh, well, shot of Graham's hands here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's it called? 
IRS. Yeah, yeah. Internal our IRS. That's a hard thing. What is it called? What is the Canadian IRS called? Internal Revenue Service. Uh, Revenue Canada. Anyway, he got a, a letter from them, and he's like, well, I have to wait for mom and dad. I have to wait for, I have to save it for dad, the letter, hmm. to pick it up. Hmm. So he said that, you know, three minutes before we had this conversation about death yeah, yeah. and about prepping for the future. And I was like, well, okay, what, are you gonna, what about the Revenue Canada stuff? Who's going to take care of that when mom and dad go? Are you going to be any? And he goes, I thought you and Uncle Bruce would do that. And he's right. That is what's going to happen. Probably mostly me. Um, Bruce has his own stuff to worry about. But, the, you know, and I was like, are you going to be sad about mom and dad passing? And he's like, well, I don't want to be too sad about those type of things. That's how he answers it. Mm. Cause they're there there my parents are in their 70s and my, my brother goes you know and, he, and, he, and he's like well one day I'm gonna die too you know in my age 70s or age 80s and um, I'm gonna yeah he, he, he just he just said it very matter-of-factly the guy's all business so but we did an article one time about how there's a misconception that autistic people don't uh, experienced emotions and, it, and the article basically implied that they experience them the same they aren't well good at communicating what they're feeling so right. meaning him being cold about it or sounding cold about it doesn't mean he is cold about yeah, it yeah I think that's a good point to bring up because I think he's going to be upset I feel that too yeah I, f I, I deep down I know that's true right I know that he knows that he gets really upset but I'm glad you said that because the audience doesn't know that I know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, other than that, my brother's doing great. He's doing very well. I can I cannot complain. You know, he's still hasn't got his job back. He's, but he seems okay. He's calling me a regular amount, not too much, not too little. Yeah. Yeah. What things with JJ? Um good then we've talked about him pro processing death, death or trying to yeah i mean yeah we talked about this about a month two months ago about uh being at his mom's grave on the anniversary of her death and him not really uh externally at least reacting and well, so you, know, you might not know what it is it's tough yeah i think it might be more might be more sense memory provoking and tra tra traumatic in a way if you showed a picture of her than a grave yeah i mean we've got he's so he's got like his little he's got two things he's got two good sized um photo albums that are like uh you, you know nowadays you print off a printer basically not photo photos but you know nonetheless photos and he will go through and leaf through and his mom's in there and all his family and he'll leaf through and and he uh goes through slowly like meticulously it's very interesting like wow. i'd love to know what he's thinking you know he's just he's remembering. going through slow yeah it's got to be he's just yeah remembering and so um yeah and then on the wall he's got framed a dozen pictures more of his family him with his sister with his mom with his with me with you know doing different things and riding a bike or 
So, uh, yeah, he likes that. He likes looking through his pictures. So um, this week his aide, one of his aides, got him a, 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 a disco ball, which we've tried off and on over the years, which, which I didn't know. So we have a daily call it too, and, um, and he'll... Uh, <laughs> disco ball. Yeah, so but I, I get a call, and sometimes it's not framed perfectly, and so he's like slouched down. So I just get the top of his head, and there's like disco lights everywhere. And he's just That's like so funny. At me. That's so funny. <laughs> By the way, the framing uh, runs in the family. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I've learned that through setting this up for YouTube. Yeah, I think you moved that time, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh-huh. I could be wrong. Okay, it could, it could be me. Uh, my defense, most of the, uh, your hands are, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I get a call, and there's, like, lights going on in the background, and I got this guy, just the top of his head, <laughs> just staring at me, just looking at a, a man without effect, and then uh, d- disco lights in the background and music just go, <laughs> it's just the funniest visual. Just, like, I don't know, it looks like some guy at a, at a club just, like, staring at people. It's pretty funny. That's so funny. That being said, he turned it on. He likes it. He's just like, you know, it's like looking at the lights. Yeah, that's fun. So we're, we're trying it again. Disco ball is so funny. That's <laughs> You should take a, a screen grab of that next All right. time. I'll video it. Yeah. And sometimes he'll, um, the disco ball spins, but sometimes he'll grab it. So it's just like one, like, uh, like light just shining right in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like you're watching some kaleidoscope of like, I don't know, Clockwork Orange or something. It looks a little, it looks off. It looks funny. But um, good for him. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's getting his money's worth out of that disco ball. Um, but yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. We um, I got a text from his his. So supposedly we have the call every day, but I set it up every day because I'm like I know it's not gonna happen every day. And if I set up three days a week, I'll talk to him once because it's like yep. So I got a text or message from his account, but from his aide that's like, uh, we're not gonna call today. He, how did this go? He had a long walk in the heat and now he needs his alone time. And then like, and it was like, and then the last sentence was like, he's not in a good mood, <laughs> which was like, fair enough. Yeah. We can't have the call every day, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, overall I think he's doing good. That's good. It's doing good. Yeah. Good for him. Car needs a new fan belt. Um, it's a little noisy, the but jalopy uh, you bought them that car. Come on. That car is almost, been, it's almost been a year. It was October. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's better than your silver bullet you had. That's true. Well, the silver (laughs) bullet would have lasted longer, but a drunk driver hit it when it was parked. Well, and you set up a bad stereo. I did. (laughs) That killed the battery every time you tried to drive it. I did uh, a little trip down memory lane for our early, early listeners. I bought a car when I first moved to L.A. It was like a silver golf. Volkswagen Golf called the silver bullet. And when I bought it, I I wanted to get a Bluetooth stereo. Because the harbinger of death, that's what I call the silver bullet. It always is dead, but go yeah, ahead. Yep. <laughs> and I, I went to this, was the place I bought the stereo from, they're like, we want us to install it. Like, we are... Good. Yeah. <laughs> Professionals. He's like, well what, well, what happened was I got my, my windows tinted. And he's like, are you going to get a new stereo in this car? Because you could tell it was like a CD player kind of thing, and no one has CDs anymore. And I was like, yeah. He's like, don't go to Best Buy. Do you want us to do it? Half our businesses fixing Best Buy mistakes. I'm like, ah, I know what to do. You're not going to get me. You're not going to get old grandma. And so I went to Best Buy. Sure enough. 
pretty funny. It never turned off, and it just drained the battery. We couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. You had like an external battery that you would jump it with. You had a whole system. A whole system. Every, every time I parked a car, I had to unplug the battery. That was <laughs> that ended up being the best system. I pop the hood, unplug the battery, go to dinner. Pop the hood, leave the hood up. You park anywhere you want. You park anywhere you want. <laughs> hey, sorry, I'll be back. Hey. But uh, no, his car's doing good, and he, he you know, he knows, uh, he knows how to work the little radio. Speaking of which, he likes to push the little buttons. Um, yeah, it turned out to be a good, good little car, good little Suzuki, little, little rally racer. But uh, yeah, I do wonder, you know, you always wonder, you know, your son, your sorry, your uh, brother is higher functioning. So I, I do wonder what it would be like, you know, if he's higher functioning at the conversations, which leads us to our. In the week? Not that deep, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you, you engage the conversation, yeah. yeah. Um, well, should we do the, the uh, article? Yeah, this article kind of leads into what my thought process about that, about uh, my little my little Hunyak, my little Munchkin, the little Philistine I, I've got. Graham found this one. My extensive research. You, you, his was in the Daily Mail, but I looked up from the Guardian a little fancier. Mm-hmm. See if it was uh, corroborated. That was his word as well. Autism therapy aimed at infants may reduce the likelihood of later diagnosis. Yeah, we do. Let me just say, we don't. These articles are pretty vague. At least the, the Daily Sometimes, Mail yeah. version I I read. It doesn't really say. It just said it just said academics, British academics. But I we've searched it and it it came up on. Uh, at least four different websites and Seems four different real. publications, reputable publications. But I don't know if they're all aggregating from the same false misinformation Source, yeah. or correct information. But sounds like this could be real, and it's pretty promising. Basically, there is therapy out now that if you were to detect autism in a baby which is as we know hard to do mm. um, but there's software to do it now based on an episode like five episodes ago. right there's yeah. software to do it now uh, there's this sort of video therapy that mm. they're they've created which sounds like it can reverse most autism but anyway let's let's read the article well, yeah I wouldn't say reverse most but it, it, it at least allows mitigates one of the the two let's read it mm-hmm Studies suggest tailored therapy may help some children develop social skills before school age. Doctors have shown for the first time that a new therapy aimed at infants can reduce autistic behavior and the likelihood that the children will go on to be diagnosed with autism before they reach school age. Infants who receive the therapy after displaying early signs of potential autism, such as avoiding eye contact, not responding to their name, were one-third as likely to have autism diagnosed at the age of three compared to those who had standard care, the researchers found. The findings suggest intervening in the first year of life when autism may be suspected but far from certain can boost social developments in autistic children with long-term beneficial knock-on effects for their broader lives. This is a first worldwide evidence, sorry, this is the first worldwide evidence that a preemptive intervention can reduce autism behaviors and the likelihood of a a later diagnosis, says Professor Jonathan Green, University of Manchester. Easy name. Quote, we think this is a landmark finding because it suggests intervention at this early time can have the substantial effect, can have this substantial effect, excuse me. This may well change the way service providers support children 
worldwide. The international research team led by Professor Andrew Whitehouse of the University of Western Australia in Perth assessed 104 infants aged 9 months to 14 months who had come to the attention of the community health care services after displaying early signs of autism. It's funny, when I, like five years ago, four years ago, the world is small, I did the Perth Fringe Festival mm-hmm. and, in, Australia. in Australia and partnered with and I joined a total blank, but I think it's called Perth Society of Western Australia. Something it's it's really I could Google it, but I didn't. But I partnered with some of the same people that were probably Perth Autism Society. Or it's Super- called. Um, well, I'm using my phone to record, but it's a. Uh, it's it has the word autism and has okay. of Western Australia. Okay, you didn't say autism the first. Oh, time. sorry, sorry. It's just a society. No, no, no. It's a autism yeah. Western Australia autism. Okay. Whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah, which partners with this university, University of Western Australia, Perth, because that's the big one. Um, nearly one half was randomly assigned to have routine care, and the other half received ten sessions of therapy over five months. All were assessed autism behaviors at eighteen, twenty-four, and thirty-six months. In the therapy sessions, parents were videoed, videoed playing with their children. A therapist would review the footage with the parent and help them understand the different ways their child was trying to communicate and how they might better engage the child. The aim was to strengthen the connection and improve the back and forth between parents and children to help the infant develop their social skills. Writing in the journal, JAMA Pediatrics, the researchers described how the therapy appeared to reduce some autism symptoms, a change that largely remained until the children returned to three. At that point, independent clinicians assessed each of the children. Why one-fifth, while one-fifth who had received standard care received an autism diagnosis, only 6% of those who had therapy did. According to the study, children scored better on his social interactions, but also on other symptoms such as repetitive movements and unusual reactions to senses such as smell and taste. Upon per- further follow-up is needed to, to see if the therapy merely delays the diagnosis or prevents it in some children. The researchers stress that the therapy is not a cure. Many of the children still have significant developmental problems when they turn to three at the end of the study, but the findings suggest a tailored therapy may at least help some of the infants to develop their social skills before they reach school age. Let me see how long this is. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're almost done. Before they reach school age. The clinical impact could be immediate, and it's really gobstopping, says a White House. Wow, what a, what a, what a great uh, Australian term, mm-hmm. British. To date, no therapy has shown such positive effects on development that has influenced child diagnosis outcomes. For this reason, the therapy has the very real potential to change how we provide support to children developing differently. At its most basic, this is a change from wait and see to identify and act a new clinical method uh-huh. that could transform support for families. I think that's uh, smart. Mm-hmm. But the base of the study raises serious questions about how autism services should be provided. Some children who improve in the therapy may still need specialist care, but no longer qualify if they're not formally diagnosed. That's uh, a good point, too. Reads in the findings highlight the flaws in the system, adding that the services should be designed around need, not diagnosis. Tim Nichols, the head of the policy for the autistic National Autistic Society said that the work had some positives, but criticized the fun, the researchers for the lack of community community development. It's important that any further studies into very early intervention does not seek to lessen severity, quote unquote. Early intervention should be about supporting autistic people with the biggest challenges they face. For effective research to be done in this area, autistic people must be involved at every stage. That's it. it was a good find, Graham. Very, I, I was. When you when you pitched it or when you found it, I was like, that sounds too good to believe. Mm-hmm. This is a better article that you found than the one I read. 
It had people's a more names in, in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The Daily Mail, not as good. Well, it's the one with all the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it was pushed to me. You grabbed your attention. Yeah. yeah. My algorithm knows what I like. Pictures. Hey, at least it was in the sun. Page three girls. <laughs> so great that, that still exists no no they got rid of it finally oh they did <laughs> yeah which is can't believe it lasted as long as it did yeah one of the major British publications on the third page has topless women I've had it for years were they topless always topless fully topless oh in, in Ottawa in, in, in Canada they have the Ottawa Sun oh okay I was talking about the British one the British they're topless for sure but Sun is like a chain I might yeah. probably be the same chain uh, yeah I think it's or the same guy following I think the it's template. Murdoch owns it yeah, yeah. and it's it's Page three wasn't topless, but it was a girl in a bikini. It was, yeah, sometimes it'd be bikini. I lived in the UK for a year. What was that a long time ago? Oh, man, twenty years ago. And it was funny, just that, like people would bring the newspaper into work. I used to have a corporate job, and there's a topless woman. <laughs> oh yeah, it's page three girl. That's what they call it there. I don't know, crazy. The UK's got their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean. This this goes back to I, I just got off uh, just did some just got off the road and I had a I do uh, one of the shows I, I do has a lot of autism materials on a cruise ship and I um, and I always get people to come up after want to talk about it want to talk about their kid with disability or one and I get a good number two who <clears throat> will be like I think my grandson or I think my nephew mm-hmm. but the mom or the parents don't want to see it or they, they don't. Yeah. They don't want to acknowledge it. Or they, Interesting. And it's That's something we've never talked about. And it's every, I get a lot of denial. Say, and the then the denial. denial ends up hurting the kid because they're not getting the therapy. Well, that's need. what I always say. The labeling is irrelevant. Like get the help. Like, if, yeah, you know, get the diagnosis. We can, we can, you know, we can change the labeling. You know, I feel like, you know, we don't say the R word anymore. And, and in the future, we've talked about this. You, I remember you pointed out if autism is going to be because I've heard that, too, with a bunch of comics, you know, who can be a little bit uh, insensitive. will use autism as a insult. Yeah. You know, um, and so maybe it morphs and we call it something else in the future. But if I was a parent and I would encourage you if you're listening to this and you're on the or you're listening and you know somebody, I would encourage you to get the, get the assessment, get the therapy, get the help, and worry about the labeling later because that's not the main concern. It's not going to matter. I agree. Well, they're just so... The stigma. Well, it's also like you're not getting the therapy, but you also aren't treating your kid like they have a disability, thereby maybe helping them in the long run. So it's like a... What do you mean? Well, you know how we always talk about how, like, um, you you don't want to put limits on your child. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, you want to. People say, "Well, they'll never do. They'll, they will never do this." Then, you, then if you, then you'd be surprised if you try. And right. I think maybe one of the reasons why they don't want to label their child as having autism is it'll automatically put boundaries mental barriers that makes sense not only on the on the caregivers of the child at school but also as them as parents maybe they'll be like well now i'm going to start treating them differently whereas if i go no he's he's normal i'm going to treat him normal normally and blah blah blah. like forrest gump's mom yeah exactly um i agree with that but i mean 
I will say this. Take take what the experts uh, say with a grain of salt, too, as far as like, oh, he can't do this. He'll never – because they don't – everybody's just working it out. There's still so much to learn about autism. So if they tell you, oh, he won't be able to do this, he won't be able to do this, I agree. Take that stuff with a grain of salt. But if they go, he could use some extra help. Doing this will help his eye contact. Doing this will help his – I mean, I would take that. Mm-hmm. And those and yes. those and those labels don't like you remember how like when you're a kid and they're like, this is going on your permanent record. Like there's no real permanent record. Yeah. Like if you have autism when you're three, when you're eight, nobody's like, let me see your permanent record. Does it have the A stamp on yeah, it? Yeah. Nobody, there's no like it's funny. Yeah. If you once you graduate out, you know, because a lot of kids get mainstreamed eventually, it doesn't come up. I was like, heard you used to be have autism five years ago. But it might, wouldn't it? In the school system, maybe it'll start diverting them to a different course. Once beginning. you get out, I mean, the school system is not anxious to, to get extra funding for you. No. So if once you're mainstreamed and you don't need the extra special ed help, they're not like, let's see if we can spend some more money on this kid. Hmm. I don't think, it would, I mean, send us your letters if I'm wrong. But I, once, once you're mainstreamed and you don't need the extra, they're not looking to give you extra tutoring. They're not looking to... I mean, if anything, you're going to want to hold on to that if you want the extra services. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're not going to be worried about, oh, when I was, I don't know if I've talked about, yeah. Yeah, but there's people all the time I meet that are like, I couldn't, you know, my son didn't talk until he was five or whatever. And then, you you know, it doesn't come up. Once they can start talking, nobody's like, remember you never, couldn't talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, that's a good article. Uh, this next week, I'm back on the Vista out of Galveston, I've started getting messages on my Instagram. Are you on this ship? Are you on this ship? I'm not kidding. So I'm going to start posting my cruise schedule. I'm on Galveston, uh, the Vista out of Galveston the next next week, the next few weeks out of Galveston, that, that, Florida. What, what company is that? Carnival, sorry. Carnival. Let the people know. Yeah, Carnival. And then uh, October, I'm, doing, I'm on Celebrity. Uh, oh, my phone's over there. Out of Miami, I believe. I as well have my calendar on my phone, but <laughs> I am going to be opening up for Nate Bargatze Ooh. in the Rain Check Tour. These are a lot of dates that he had to cancel um, due to COVID and redoing them. We are going to be in New Jersey. We're going to be in uh, Florida. We're going to be in Texas. We're going to be all o- a lot of the South. Um, and could find tickets to my shows where I'll be opening for him. These are big theater shows. He's a, if you don't know who Nate Bargatze is, do yourself a favor and go. He's yeah, very he's, funny. He's a, he's a clean comedian, but you don't even realize he's clean. Anyway, he's check it out on Netflix. So two specials. He's got two comedy specials on Netflix, uh, two full comedy specials, one half hour on Netflix. He's a celebrity now in the comedy world. Anyway, yeah. um, it's true. The ones that I will be on are at grahamk.com. You can find tickets there. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I'm also going to be in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania um, on the s- s- the last weekend of October. And on the second last weekend of October, I'm going to be in St. Louis. Um, so, yeah. Buy That's tickets great. at GrahamK.com. If you could add me on Instagram, Kirksmith Comedy. Or any of your social media stuff. Unless you're old, send me a postcard. 
Graham. Yep, Instagram K on Instagram, Mr. Graham K on Twitter, and don't forget if you haven't already to leave us a review. Ooh, that's right. That'd be very helpful on whatever platform you're listening to this to. That would help a lot. Uh, leave a review, give us a, a five star rating, and of course subscribe. And you know what also helps? Maybe tell your friends. Not a bad idea. Word of mouth. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. That's it, guys. Have a great week. You can do it.